I keep thinking I'm going to do a drum remix to this. You should, man. It'd be fun. You should. Here's the thing. God is good, and we are not. Still but God not. is so good <laughs> that we are loved. And through his justice and through his goodness, he took care of our sin by placing it on his son, Jesus, so that we could have relationship with him. See, left to our own devices, and we're some bad apples. We're some rotten scoundrels. We are sinners, y'all. But there is living proof that God can take what is bad and make it good. He's not finished until our tree is flourishing. We're here to talk about it all. The rise, the fall, the faith, the fear, the good, the bad, the wins, the losses, life, love, and all of the above. And we're here to have fun while we do it. This is the Bad Apples Podcast. Let me tell you something, Garrett. Today, February 22nd, when we're recording this, by God, we survived Russia's attack on our cell phone signals. You hear me? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Is that what they're saying happened? No, but oh, I don't know. <laughs> there we go. I mean, you know somebody's saying it. Oh, man. Hey, if you're just uh, if you're just joining us for the first time, that's mm. my friend Cody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He got me to be on his podcast. This is his podcast. Well. Um, and he got me to be on his podcast Oh man, has it been a year and a half now? Yeah, man, two years. Like that, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah and so uh, my name is Garrett. We are glad that you're here with yeah. us. Yeah, we're and blessed. We are here to to have fun, to talk about coffee, yeah. to play weird games, to spread misinformation like Russia's attacking your cell phone signal. <laughs> you heard it here first. If it does come out to be true, uh, but then we're we're also going to provide you some real truth of yes, yes, how yes. Jesus takes bad apples. Ooh. And works to restore us. Yeah, man. Like someone asked me the other day, I'm on this uh, I'm on this website called Alignable, and basically it's uh, businesses or products that uh, you recommend to each other, and it's just like a networking place. And Bad Apples Podcast ended up on it. What? And you know we're on it, networking with some you know some businesses. And someone said, or the, like one of the questions for the profile was, "What is your product about?" And I was like, "You know what, man." We're about redemption. Yep, that's, that's right. That's what it's about. For, for real. You know, yeah. and so um, if, if you're new to faith, or even if, you're, if you've are if you been uh, somebody who's been following Jesus for a long time, yeah, yeah. sometimes we lose track of the gospel. We believe that the gospel is just, you know, Jesus came to, to the earth, he lived, he died, he rose again. Yeah, and if you put your faith in him, you can be in heaven one day. And um, that's such a, uh, and it's true, but yeah. it's, it's, not carrying the same kind of freight that that Jesus intended with the gospel. Come on, yeah. And so the reason that that we do this podcast is that you hear two guys that have been walking with Jesus for a long time. Yeah, well, kind of fairly long. I mean, we're not old. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm not. You're almost. I'm getting old. there, buddy. Uh, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so we. I mean, we've been following Jesus, and and it's a constant redemption thing. The gospel story yes. continues to unfold yes. day after day, day um, after day. Good yeah. move after good move, bad move after bad move. Right, you know, man. there's you know right. redemption at every turn. So we're glad that you're here with us. If that's something that interests you, of coffee and fun and Jesus, yeah, interests you. That's that's you're in the right spot, dude. You hit what I put on there, man. Like coffee, fun, Jesus. Like that's what yeah. I put. Yeah, like that's, that's awesome. right, and we kind of do it in that order every time. I mean, we do. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, um, the coffee tonight. Oh. Yeah, it's on point, dude. On point. This is probably my my favorite cup of coffee. My favorite brand. You know, mm. I got some. You know, I got some brands up there that are yeah, in my top. Do. 
And to me, American dirt. Yeah, I still got, I got I got that in the cabinet. Wait, wait, know? what is it? What is it actually like? Frontier coffee, free rain, coffee. free rain. I forgot for the for the cowboys. You know, <laughs> oh, you got cowboy blood in you, which I don't. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is uh, CXT coffee out of Peoria, Illinois. Mm. Um, still shout them out. Got the I got to frequent them a lot when I lived in Peoria for the brief year that I was there. And man. Still a solid cup of coffee. In the best coffee house in Springfield. The best one. Yellowbird Coffee. Yes, they. that's right. They carry it. Yeah, they, they carry. They I, only I brew CXD. I, they're good. I they, they have the best coffee in town. Yeah, they're good. And my only disappointment there, though, is that their hours mm. are the worst. Their so hours strange. are so terrible. So strange. So um, terrible. I can never get to them. They're just not convenient for me in the, on the weekday no. mornings. And then... Uh, I think I was trying to get to them on like a on a on a weekend. I think they're closed one day on a weekend, and anyway, yeah, um, they're great. I love them, uh, and their slogan for the love of coffee, yeah, and they do it like they they get it well. And I wish that I wish that like Hayes and Yellowbird and and Custom Cup would like merger, yeah, and just kind of work together because yeah, I I love like Yellowbird has the best coffee, they do, but the worst hours in the worst location, yes. And then Hayes has the best locations. Yes, great locations. Yes, but they got some. They got some growing to do on the coffee side. It's not yeah. bad. You know, it's it's doable. It's usable. I think they're a bakery with coffee. Yeah, yeah. You know, eh, probably. Yeah. And then you know, and then Custom Cup has. It's they're they're doing their own thing. They're, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're roasting their own beans, which roasting is super. It, it's it's super cool to see that in house. You always yeah. get something fresh. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's just not quite Yellowbird. Yeah, I agree. Not quite Yellowbird. I agree. Yellowbird's good. And, and, they're, and they're getting CXT coffee, and I just can't ever. I've never had a bad cup of CXT coffee. No. This is Indonesia, yeah, and it's, which is probably my favorite. They have a Peru that's extremely good as well, but I just can't get away from their Indonesia. Mm. It's very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, man. So if you guys are ever in Springfield or in Peoria, or can you actually order CXT coffee? Is that how you're getting it? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. And it's like, dude, I, I order it the day and, and literally the next day or the day after it's shipped. Dang. And I mean, I mean delivered. It's delivered. One night, it was 8.30 at night, UPS delivered my CXT package. I couldn't believe it. I was like, What? That's wild. Yeah, man. That is wild. Yeah, man. And they got a good deal where you can get... Um, you can do a, a box of three for thirty bucks. Okay, and it's full bags. Yeah, that's that's really and it's. I mean, yeah, it's now not if bad. you if you're a Folgers drinker and you're listening to this, you're like, what? Yeah, you're not gonna be thirty dollars. You can buy a five pound <laughs> or a five gallon bucket full of Folgers at <laughs> yeah. the Sam's Club. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, for thirty dollars. Man, that is true. That is true. Yeah, you know, but it's it's just not as good as this stuff. So yeah, uh, hey, life's too short to Life drink. Is- crappy coffee that's so true go out and get yourself something good treat yourself and the other thing too yeah the other thing too that i like i like about coffee is that you can definitely dive down the rabbit hole and oh, get into yeah. some really expensive business oh for sure but if you're somebody who likes coffee this is an easy splurge when we're talking about ten dollars yeah ten dollars yeah and you can't you can't like go get a steak burger for ten dollars not anymore so, man. yeah right um Anyway, inflation is the worst. <laughs> yeah, true. And with that, we're not sponsored, but if you would like to sponsor us and, you know, help us out, and we will we will tell the world that your coffee is great. 
Here's the thing. We're opening up our books in 2024, and we're welcoming all sponsors, all right? We closed our books in 2023, but we're opening them back up That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I'm just kidding. Anyway, but not. All right, so tonight we got some stuff that we're going to be going through, or this morning, whenever you're listening. Uh, we're going we're gonna to be going through some really good stuff, just yeah. kind of catching up on where we've been, what we've been doing. But you've got... You've got a dude, right? You got a dude that has a ministry that he's going to talk about that ministry. Yeah, man. What up, Jake uh, from Nashville, Rooted and Risen? Uh, that he's going to be talking to us a little bit about what he has going on with Rooted and Risen. Dude, I love it. Yeah, man. Let's hear him. All right. What's up, everybody? This is Jake Law from Rooted and Risen, one of the original founders of Rooted and Risen. If you have never heard of us, Rooted and Risen is a free daily devotional that we send out into your inbox every single day. We do this through the course of collections. Uh, we are just finishing our fourth collection, releasing our fifth collection very soon. But we are free con- free daily devotional content for you to get straight to your inbox or read it on, on our website every single day. And we would love for you to subscribe to get this content in your inbox so that you can Go on a journey with us to be rooted in Christ and risen to life. That's the whole reason that we exist as a uh, team and as an organization is so that we can provide people with content to be rooted in Christ and risen to life. Comes from Colossians 2, 6 and 7. So head over to our website, rootedrisen.com so that you can subscribe to get free daily devotional content in your inbox every single day into life. And we're back. And we are back. So, all right. We are in the midst of Lent. Oh man, and not pocket Lent. Not not pocket Lent. I, so with your um, with your church background, yeah. Did you do any Lent things? Not at all. No. I done nothing liturgical. Everything liturgical that I learned was was post denomination, okay. and um, you know, it, it was just kind of a journey into. Hey, what is this Christian year? And yeah. and this is wait, this is not just for Catholics. Yeah. So when, once I started digging into that and figuring out, hey man, Lent is definitely not just for Catholics. For sure. Um, it was beautiful. And it's just yeah. been a beautiful journey into this type of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I I've always known what Lent is yeah. in, in, you know, a sense. Yeah. But it wasn't until I came to hope and we really do the holy season big. We do. Yeah, it's beautiful. So we Pour a lot of resources into Lent, and we do, um, we have we have something for Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. Yeah, oh, and man. we were really close to to doing something for uh, Fat Tuesday. Ooh, um, Ponchki donuts. The what now? <laughs> it's a evidently a huge Fat Tuesday thing. Ponchki donuts. I've never, you know, I don't, I don't know. Where they're trending about. right now, but evidently it's a Polish thing that dates back to years ago. The idea of a Tuesday called Fat. Yeah. Sounds That's every delicious. Tuesday for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey-o>. <laughs> oh, anyway, so we, we do a big job or a big, big deal stuff around Lent and try to try to really lean into the Holy season. Yeah. Yeah. And we do a really good job of it. When I say we, it's, it's really a, the brainchild of Jackson and Brian and then yeah. their team working with them. I know Kristen works really hard on, on making a lot of that stuff happen. Beautiful, man. And there's a bunch of other people too that, that have their hands in on that and, and make it happen and make it really cool. Yeah. And what what I have liked about that is we don't make it really legal legalistic. It's right. not like we say, hey, everybody, you got to give up something for Lent or you're doing this wrong. Right. It's more we're trying to use this season 
to leverage people's attention towards Jesus. Yeah, man. And right after the first of the year, um, sometimes sometimes we see people you know surge back in and they're yeah. trying to get into some habits. And then about the time that Lent rolls around is when people quit the gym. People quit their, you know, Bible recap thing is way yeah. in the rearview mirror. Masogis are out they, the window. They, oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> we got all year. We got yeah, all true. year for the Masogis. It's going to be good. Um, anyhow, so I, I think that this is a natural time to kind of grab people and draw them back into yeah, what, what Jesus has going for them. Anyway, anyway, mm-hmm. are you doing anything for Lent this year? Did you give anything up? Are you doing anything special? Yeah. I want to talk about our book here in a second, so don't give that away. Sure. But. I'm doing, as far as giving things up, I'm doing um, no chocolate. Um, nice. What about coffee with chocolatey notes? Yeah, that's on, That's on. I, I can do that. Okay. All right, good. <laughs> um, and I'm also giving up fast food. Mm. Um, you know, so. I almost stopped at McDonald's for the first time this year. <sighs> Man, it's tough. On, uh, on my way over. It's the tough when I'm French busy. Fries. Yeah, it's, when I'm busy and I could just grab something really quick. And also breakfast. Like, oh. I didn't think about it. That knocks out breakfast. And that kills me. And I, uh, I've been doing protein shakes for breakfast. Okay. If, I, if I'm short on time. Yeah. So, um, and, and I have to go to the gym in the morning to get the protein shake. It's like a, mm. a reward that I'm, I'm tricking myself with. Okay. But Is it there? At the no, gym? Or no, 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 no. Okay. It's like I, I come home and it's like, hey, you got to earn all this protein. Oh, that's, yeah, so, that's smart. Yeah. I, I like I, that. Maybe, maybe. I don't, it's working. Um, it's working. But what I like to do is take cold coffee and dump it in For with my, sure. my chocolate protein powder. Yeah, It's man. delicious. I would say it is. And if I got a little bit of extra time, I put it in the blender with the peanut butter powder and a banana. It's amazing. Dude, there's nothing better right now. I'm doing these kind bars mm. and it's, it's a, it's, I will say that I am doing chocolate in those, but yeah. <laughs> I give up chocolate for Lent, <laughs> except for the chocolate that I'm, I'm not, eating. Yeah. I'm not doing any <laughs> indulgent chocolate. Yeah, listen, like um, straight up Hershey bars. No, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I'm not doing that. <laughs> but, Reese's nah, actually Reese's count. No wish. Okay. Oh yeah, they do. I can't have Reese's. I can't have Reese's. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so it's it's dark, dark chocolate, <laughs> peanut butter. <laughs> I gave up for cho- chocolate for Lent. Not peanut really, butter really. and granola yeah, okay, and banana right. and bananas. Yeah, in it. and trust me, it doesn't taste like chocolate at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's what I've been doing for breakfast, and it's just been you know, it's been good. Like that mixture of like peanut butter banana, I just love that. Mm. You know, peanut butter banana chocolate is so good. Yeah, man, it's different. So I just, good. I really, I never thought I'd be into the kind bars, but I like them. Yeah, well, then making it work. Or maybe it. I'm just really wanting <laughs> wanting that fix, you know? Yeah, man, you got to get your chocolate in. Somehow. <laughs> Giving up chocolate for Lynn's been tough this week. Yeah, <laughs> man, dang. <laughs> this is that little dark chocolate chunk. Oh, man. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I didn't give up anything for Lynn. I didn't give up anything. Instead, um, now this is this I, this I is a no-judgment zone. Right, so absolutely. if you're listening, this is judgment-free. Yes, so instead of giving something up, I've decided to do something extra. Oh. And I hate push-ups. Oh I hate my. push-ups. They're my least favorite thing in the whole wide world when it comes to exercises. I like burpees better than I do push-ups because Good at least Lord. I have some time to like like delay the inevitable push-up oh that is a part gosh. of the burpee. Anyway, I'm hate, you. hate push-ups. Hate them. <laughs> yeah. So 
the 40 days of Same. Lent, I'm doing 40 push-ups a day um, throughout Lent. Wow. So, That's amazing. It's not. I, I'm like, it's not that impressive. Some people do like 100 push-ups a day. and they're. I'm not used to this sculpted, Garrett. I'm not sculpted. Yeah, you uh, are. But I am getting better at push-ups. That's awesome, I, dude. That's really incredible. Yeah, well, so far, so good. I haven't missed a day yet. And All right. At this point, we're over a weekend, so I'm feeling pretty good about it. And really, I mean, 40 is not too bad. If I break them into two groups of 20, it's not. It's I can I can make it happen. I wish I could do four. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, yeah, got to work. Uh, you got to work your way up to them. So I, yeah. I cheat, you know. So okay. you yeah. know, if I got it now, I I cheat in the sense that if um if I if I run out of steam on my regular push-ups, I yeah. switch to the knee ones. Okay, but I still touch my nose to the ground. Sure, like that's, uh, that's you're still my, getting a workout in, right? I'm I'm not gonna. I would rather I'd rather do forty knee push-ups that I'm going all the way down and all the way up. Than, okay, than regular push-ups where I'm just like barely flexing my elbows. Hmm. Um, so all right, so so in that sense, I also um, started something in Lent. Hmm. Now it's not forty push-ups. But I just figured, being a West Virginian, okay, being a self-proclaimed hillbilly, there's just something that in my life I haven't done in my adult life. And banjo. I just, I banjo, didn't. it's time. He's got the banjo. Well, let me tell you something. The banjo's playing. But I'm, putting, I'm taking up NASCAR. Oh, my I'm getting goodness. into NASCAR. <laughs> and yeah, I, this is, this is uh, they really need to get the spring league football up to a higher level so that NASCAR just goes away. Dude, uh, what? <laughs> NASCAR makes zero sense to me. Hey, you know what, man? We just gained 2,000 followers just by me mentioning NASCAR. NASCAR? Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe. I've, I have you never first, watched. First, you're last. I've never watched a full race, so I have no idea if it's actually any fun. <laughs> well, it takes up your whole Sunday. i tell you that. <laughs> I feel like most of NASCAR is napping. It's like nap it's car. It's the after church. That's That's really what well, when, I was, when I was growing up, my daddy was watching NASCAR. He was just asleep on the couch, and we were all suffering through it. But when he would wake up, he knew what lap they were on. <laughs> That's awesome. I did think of you uh, at Sam's. They have, they have rocking chairs. Uh, they got some like outdoor rocking chairs. Yeah, man. And uh, hey. I almost, I was like, ooh, I could get some of those. That'd be kind of nice. Yeah, just, I need to check them out. I don't have a front porch. I have a back porch. Yeah, I don't so, have a front porch either. I mean, I have a front landing. Yeah, the, the landing is not enough room for a chair. Correct. So, yeah. Yeah. I, anyway, I, it made me think of you. Yeah. Anyway, the other thing we're doing, the other yeah. thing we're doing is this devotional bread and wine. Bread and wine. Bread and wine. It's something I... I did a good chunk of it last year. Yeah. And then I, I absolutely loved it. And I picked up their Advent one and I talked about that oh. a little bit during Advent season. Okay. Um, and then I'm back into this one. And what I love, what I love is I've already read all of these devotionals yeah. last year, mm-hmm. but they're, there's, there's different things that are sticking out to me Coming this out. year. Yeah. So next awesome. year I've got to use a red pen instead of the black pen um, so that I've got a, I can, I can track it throughout the years and see yeah. just, you know, what, what different things jumped out. I like that. Yeah. But I pointed out to you, you're like, I got it. And so you bought it. What, uh, you tell me what you're getting out of it. And then I got a hobby horse that I'll jump on here in a little bit. Um, right now, um, I feel like I've gained, I've, I'm just six, six devotions in. Okay. Um, 
but I feel like in each devotion, it's been very uh, reflective. Mm. Um, I didn't want to say self-centered, but but it's it's very reflective on, you know, coming to terms with, you know, we're sinners. Mm-hmm. We need mm-hmm. this time to um, go on this journey, and it is a journey that ends at the cross. Yeah. And that was like, oh man, that it, it that just kind of hit me. So, and oddly enough, the the devotion I'm doing on my Bible app is kind of the same way. It's very reflective, very mm-hmm. inward looking, and it also talks about, hey, we're going to end this 40 day journey at the cross, right? Uh, you know, and you kind of always knew that it's Easter, it's you know, um, you know the the death and the resurrection. We kind of knew, but it's just beautiful to kind of put that into perspective. So that's what I'm getting from it, um, yeah. So far, yeah, and so. Um, just to kind of throw our, our a few names at our our readers or our listeners, like here are some of the people that have written the stuff that we've read so far. Yeah. Um, there's William Williamson or Williman. I'm sorry, William Williman. <laughs> um, there's sorry, uh, yeah, my my bad. Um, Oswald Chambers, Thomas oh. Akempis, Thomas Merton. Yeah, man. Um, we're about to hit Diedrich Bonhoeffer. I mean, and Soren oh. Kierkegaard's right after that. Oh. So just really. Really smart yeah. dudes, yeah. Um, and I, I love, I love this this book because it it starts with this foundation of like, hey, we need we need this time yeah. of Lent, like, and you know what, like, you should be grieved by your sin. Yes, you should be grieved to an extent yeah. of what it took to redeem your life. Now, be thankful for what it took to be like the the point of Lent isn't to just feel shame and guilt and right. all these other things, but right. it is supposed to help you frame up. This is what it required of Jesus yeah. to redeem me. Yeah. And it, and the goal isn't shame or isn't, um, the sense of, I have to pay him back mm. or pay God back. Mm. Instead, it, it's this goal that you're moving towards appreciation and love. Yeah, man. It's like, I see what love is. Yeah. This is what love required of our father. Mm. He had to send his son. And if he loves us with that intensity, why wouldn't I want to follow him? Why yeah. can't I trust him with my life and, and what I've got going on? And so mm. um, I love it. And it's it's something where I've personally been convicted um, just about my own, my own issue with this and then the way that I've projected this onto other people. But this idea of lowering the bar of what it means to be a Christian or a Jesus follower. Okay. And I, I know that we talked a little bit about practicing the way. Have you opened it at all? I have not opened it yet. It's super good. Yeah, all I right. So I cannot wait. I've, I've, been, I've been moving through it, and uh, I, I'm not, oh, man, I don't even think I'm maybe a third of the way through. Yeah. And it's, it's really, ah, really good. I can't wait. And one of the, one of the ideas, though, that he sets up, um, he meaning John Mark Comer, he talks about, this idea that there are Christians and then there's Jesus followers. And they didn't used to be mutually exclusive. Right. They used to be like if you were a Christian, you were following Jesus, and right. that's the way it is. Yeah. But now Christian has become like a box on a survey that you check. Yeah, true. And it's not it doesn't necessarily mean that you're following Jesus. It doesn't mean that you're following the way of Jesus to call yourself a Christian. That's true. And and I'm not arguing semantics of it, of yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, well, Christian really means little little Christ, so if you're going to call yourself a Christian, you'd better be following Jesus. I'm not arguing that. Right, right. What I'm saying is culture has defined 
this is what a Christian is. Very true. This is what an evangelical is, and this is what a Jesus follower is. Very true. And we don't use the Jesus follower verbiage too much. Uh, we like to to use the other two, like you know, yep. they have certain connotations about yep. them. So, all of that to say, he sets this up with this tension of Jesus never says, "Come and just believe." Mm. It's come and follow me. Mm. Come and follow me. That's his invitation to us. It's, Interesting. It's yeah. not just come and and, and listen and then do whatever. I mean, you look at the Sermon on the Mount. What's yep. the last thing he says? At the end of the Sermon on the Mount, he tells the story yep. of the, the wise and foolish builders. Yep. And he's like, if you're somebody who hears my words mm. and does not put them into practice, right. you're like the man who builds his house on the sand. Right. But if, you're the, if you hear my words and you put them into practice, you're like the man who builds his house on the rock. Man. And when, every, when life comes about you, yeah. your faith remains firm because you're putting the practice of, of or putting the words of Jesus into practice and rooting your foundation of your faith, not on just belief or good feelings or even a reading plan. Mm. It's like my faith is based on following Christ. Wow. And I'm going to go where he goes. I'm going to do what he does, and I'm going to be with him. And so wow, wow, wow. what I like about the bread and wine devotional, everything we've read so far is hard to hear. Mm -hmm. It is hard to hear. Yep. And I internally... Mm -hmm. Love to lower the bar of what Jesus requires of me so I can step over easily, be very secure in my eternal salvation. Because I'm not talking about eternal salvation stuff right now, but I feel really secure about that. I step over the bar and I go go about my life the way I want to go about my life because, you know, I'm... I don't know. I, I want to do things my way. I, I don't know what the problem is there, but mm. like, like the problem in internally, I, I see the problem in that logic of sure, just doing sure. whatever I want to do. But the other part of that, and that the thing that makes me feel worse is when I lower the bar for other people mm. and I, I make it seem that following Jesus is free and easy. Mm. And it's just not. It's just not, doesn't, it doesn't work that way. It's not, it's, it's not that we earn salvation. Right. And so that's not on the table. So we don't want to get into this weird paradox. We're arguing for works-based salvation, Sure, but we are, we, man, you know what I'm saying? I do. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's this idea that we have to, we have to still follow. If we really do believe that Jesus is who he is right. and he calls us to follow him, our lives should change. They right. should shift. Yeah, so, we still have a cross yeah. to pick up. Right. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, like, yeah, like that's, it's and, not just. And more than that, it's not just pick up your cross. It's deny yourself. Deny daily. Deny yourself. Every day. That's And so pick up the cross thing, I think that culturally that's lost on us. Cause oh, absolutely. Like, to them, picking up your cross, it was like a real thing. You could die. Like, you know, it, they saw this guy get nailed to a cross. Yes. And so when he says pick up your cross, yes. there is a real fear of death. We don't have a real fear of death here in yes, Christ, cushy, Bible Belt, Central Illinois. Correct. But man, denying yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Is not fun, and it's not cool, right? And the journey—I mean, the journey to this this Lenten journey—is a journey to the cross. Yeah, and and the farther that we go, we're also we're also on a journey to death as well. Yeah, dying to ourselves. Right. Yeah, 
and 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 just the beginning. I think one of the first the first uh, stories is talking about uh, the mirror and and looking. Mm-hmm. And man, I was just like, oh oh my gosh, like what we see in that mirror. Um, and it it was it was tough. It was tough mm-hmm. because you're looking at yourself and you're thinking, all right, man, I think I'm good. But like what you're talking about, lowering the bar. Oh yeah, the that's the Walter. Um, yeah, yeah. Wong, Wongerin, Wongerin. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So the the mirrors I see myself, you know, and then uh, you you just don't like the yeah the internal self yeah. that you see. It's yeah, like dude. I don't I don't like that. And I think it's the next one that talks about how comfortable we've gotten, right? With mm. with excess. Is it that one? That uh, I don't know. I stole your book. Yeah, all, all the comfortable and all the all the excess that we have, and we, we've yeah we've, the moderation, the lack yeah, of moderation, the, the lack of moderation that yeah, we have, it. and how how just you know, um, so it's a very introspective beginning to this journey, and it's and it's very needed. Yeah, and you you got this one that's uh, that you underline, underline, which is great. Is it's lent is a journey that could be called an upward descent. Yes, but I prefer it to call it a downward descent it lead or it ends before the cross where we stand in the white light of a new beginning yeah man so powerful it's, it's yeah it's this idea um that you're you're coming to the end of yourself yes and you're seeing who jesus is and so i, I think that this coupled with this coupled with the john mark comer book together has yeah. just kind of stirred up within me like the what am i doing right what what am what am I what am I doing? Yeah, um, not just as a pastor, but as a man who's trying to follow Jesus. Yeah, yeah, um, like stripped the titles, just you, right. Personally, yeah. What is it? Yeah, know? what what am what am, uh, if somebody on the outside looking in, do they see somebody who's following Jesus? Yeah, or do they see somebody who has a Christian badge? Wow, and, and a Christian title and a Christian role and all these other things. Yeah, goes to church, but like, do they see the things? that you would see out of somebody who's actually following Jesus. Yeah. And that is mm-hmm. a harsh reality to look at. Like, I don't want to be one of the people who, uh, uh, say Lord, Lord. Oh yeah. And don't live Lord, Lord. Yeah. Right. <laughs> was that in there or was that in, it's a scripture. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, I know. But, uh, no, I just, I just came to my mind. Okay. Like this, cause I, cause I always kind of sticks with me. Cause like when Jesus was talking, like there's going to be people, people mm-hmm. who's, who say Lord, Lord, but they don't live Lord, Lord. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, like there was a time, like there was a lot of times in my life where I feel like I was, I was saying Lord, Lord, but I wasn't living Lord, Lord. Yeah. And I don't want to be that man. I don't right. want to be that. No, no, I don't, I don't think, I don't think any of us want to be there then, but the problem is, and, and I talked about this in my message a couple of weeks ago yeah. is that we, you aren't transformed yeah. with one good decision. It's decision after decision after decision. It It is a, it is a constant, constant yeah. bending. It's a slow bend. Yeah. And so it, it's just like a piece of wood. So if you want, you can bend wood. Right. You can curve wood. Yeah, But yeah. you can't curve wood quickly. Nope. You, it's a slow process. Yep. It's a slow process of getting the wood to bend. Beautiful analogy. And so if you if you try to pull it too quickly, it's just going to break. It's going to break, yeah. Or you're just not going to be able to you're not going to be able to bend it at all. Right. Um, so any, anyway, all, all of that to say it's a process, mm. but the other piece of that is that if you, if you want to live Lord, Lord, it's yeah. not something that you just wait till the end. Um, if you can 
so predict the end right right and then start living in such a way that you begin to honor christ it's like what are you doing today yeah and if you really know this is what jesus requires of you yeah why not do it now um and and that's hard and that takes a lot of introspection of why 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 don't i do this now or do i think i'm doing this now or do i even know what do i even know what it looks like to follow jesus Mm. and so yeah it's been it's been weighing on me. It's been weighing on youth ministry with me because like one of the things that that we do we do a lot of fun stuff sure. to get kids in the door. Sure, um, and and it's really not even like a hey we're going to do a lot of fun stuff so that in the community it looks like oh I can send my kid to that. No, it's really right. we do something fun so Cody you can invite your friend to youth group. Yeah, so we're trying to lower the threshold of the door so it's easier to say hey man. I want you to come to youth group with me because we're going to go to Sky Zone. Sure. Afterwards, it's like, oh, cool, I like Sky Zone. I mean, I don't really know about youth group. Church is weird, but I'll right. go to Sky Zone with right. you afterwards. And so we bring people in like that. However, one of the, the issues that I've witnessed in my own ministry and in other youth ministries is when that kind of posture is of, of we just want you here. Yeah. When that's good enough when they've been there for three years, four years, five years, then seven years down the road when they're seniors, if all we've settled for is we just want you here, Man. they're walking out the door and they're walking out the church. And they're not there anymore. And they're not there anymore. And, uh, yeah, and wow. so wow. sometimes we get so worried about losing people, losing students, mm. that we end up losing them later. Sure. Because we didn't build the house on the rock we built it on sand Come on, man. Uh, and so man anyway it's been weighing on me especially as i've been talking to, to small group leaders that they've had this you know a kid in their group that just won't get with it and they've been here for long enough they know yeah they know and yeah. and when i think about the kids in youth ministry that have done well it's it's the kids that i've asked more from wow it's the the kid that i've said hey i I need you to step up and be more. Right. To and not even in like a guilt and shame way. Sure. But sure. just calling them to more. I mean challenging I'm, them, yeah. I'm here because yeah. somebody said, I need you to Absolutely. be more. I see more in you Absolutely. than just showing up. Yep. And yeah. if somebody wouldn't have seen that and, and challenged me that, I don't know that I would have I definitely right. wouldn't be on this podcast. Just having them stir up the gifts, man. Just just, right. just fan that flame. Right. And that yeah, that's that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So I guess my my question for you as we look at the world around us, in what ways do you see that it's true that we're seeing the bar lowered for people when it comes to following Jesus? <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, or the the thing that I'm talking about with I'm going to throw two questions at you. Pick whichever one or both of them. Yeah. The other thing is that that thing I'm seeing with youth ministry, mm-hmm. where we are really content with them just being here. Yeah. You think that's true of the church too? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, the more I'm on social media, the more I'm seeing that we've lost the sense of why are we here mm-hmm. for that? Let's just get them here mm-hmm. and let's just keep them here. Yeah. And, and it really comes out in, in social media and, and one of you know, like all of the things, all of the different things you see that the churches do to get them here. Yeah. And then you hear the message and it's like, all right, well, that's, that's pretty surface, yeah. surface level. 
Yeah. And, and they're walking out the doors. And, yeah, they may come back next week because they're getting, you know, something else fun. Yeah. And, you know, I, and we're not this podcast for me to throw stones at, at churches and other preachers. Sure. And I'm not, I'm not talking about anyone in the area, but there's a, there's a major church and there's hundreds of mega churches that do this. And it's just like, if you have to buy a trampoline and put it in the middle of your sanctuary and you have to put on this spectacle and you have to do all of these things to get people there. Yeah. I think doing fun things is awesome. Sure. I think, uh, getting people there is awesome. Like you said, lowering the threshold of getting them in the door, that's fine. But what do we have once we're in there? Do yeah. we have all flash and yeah. do we have all, all, or do we have substance? Yeah. Because really substance is going to keep them. Right. Like if we're really giving them substance or, or it won't, that's right. Or thing. it won't. And, yeah. and that's what, right. And that, and there has to be a, a point that the thing that's tough with that. Right. Is that sometimes, Sometimes people walked away from Jesus. Oh, absolutely. In the flesh. Absolutely. Jesus in the flesh. Yes, absolutely. They walked away from him. Yep. They looked him in the eyes and said, I don't want this. Absolutely. I want what I want. Yeah, and they walked point. away. And that's so point. we are deceiving ourselves yeah. if we think as a church that we're going to keep everybody with yeah. good substance. Very true. Because sometimes yeah. people don't want that. Yeah, that's true. And, they just don't want it. And what is the what is the parable that talks about... Um, just, just let the, just let the wheat grow with the tear, and in the end, yeah, it, it'll, it'll all figure it out in the end, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, <laughs> like, uh, right. but, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah, it'll, it'll stick or it won't. Yeah, uh, and, you know, either you're with us or you're not. And, and the other thing too is like we can't force change. Some, sometimes, right? And, and I've come to, I've come to terms with this for the most part of. I will change no one's life. Yeah, man. Not eternally. Yeah. No, I might put the ball on the tee or create a moment or, sure. or recruit the right leader that has the right conversation. And so I, sure. I can have a hand in some of it, but I, I ultimately can't change anybody. Right. Only God can. Absolutely. Only God can. Absolutely. And so the the beauty of that, there's it's twofold. Number one, there's humility. When somebody changes, it is not my doing. When you see their life restored and is good and you, man, you can share in the victory of them coming to know who Jesus is. Sure. But it's not by your doing that that person's life has been changed. It is only by the doing of the spirit working in them. They're going to be restored by the spirit. Yeah. And so it takes, it brings humility in. And the other thing too is it relieves a lot of pressure because it's like, Hey, if you don't want this, you don't want it. Right. And it's not necessarily on me to make you want this. Oh, the like Holy you, Spirit has yeah. to draw them in. Like, right. you know, and, and that's a, that's a pressure that as you as a pastor, that's a, that's a, that's a pressure you can take off. Sure. You know, what is it? Is it Paul that says, um, I just, I just, uh, sow the seed. Yep. And, and God brings the yep. harvest. Yep. And he waters I, I and, sow Apollos waters and God right. brings the growth. That's right. There it is. And like, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I love that. That's a good, good yeah. point of just you, you're catering what you have. You're yeah, using what you have yeah. and you're trusting God for the rest. And that's, but that's hard. It's really hard to do. It is. Um, and it's hard to not take credit when things go great. And it's hard not to beat yourself up when things aren't going, oh. going well. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, it, it's a, it's a tension. All that to say, though, all that to say, the words of this book, what I feel like like Jesus is pressing in on my heart 
is I have a, a holy discontent when it comes to discipleship. Mm. I think it's lost. Oh, absolutely. I think we're lost with it. But not only do I think it's lost, I think I'm lost in it. Like I'm not mm. doing a good job of being a good disciple. Wow. In the sense of in the sense of like what am I doing to just emulate the ways of Jesus? Am I is he on my mind? Are his ways like paramount to me? Wow. Do I want to sit at his feet or mm. would I rather sit at my own feet or somebody like <sighs> some some influencer's feet or the entertainment's feet or whatever the other thing? Oh. Like do I do I want to do those things? Man. And it, and when I'm when I'm tempted to be mad about how bad we're doing with discipleship, sure, I have to first look at the mirror and be like, "What kind of disciple am I?" Oh man, that's good. And it's that's it's good. been it's been beating the tar out of me. Yeah, uh, that's what that's what this book's been doing. Wow. Um, and what I love about it is that there those names that I read, like those people, yeah, are they perfect? No, oh. but they've also live in live such a legacy right. that the biblical definition of saint many of them yeah are there for sure um where they they've run the race and for many of them they've finished the race yeah and they've been obedient to to following Jesus and and that's what I strive to be am I ever going to attain perfection no I hope that when I'm 80 years old, I still have things in my discipleship journey that I'm not okay with, but I really hope I'm in a better spot than I am right now. <laughs> and so that's, yeah, uh, I'm hoping that throughout Lent that that's, that's what is drawn out of me as yeah, man. this tendency to draw near to Jesus. Yeah. I, I think, um, oddly, um, I, I just feel like it started back in January with, with kind of, uh, beginning that that Psalm twenty three, uh, that look into Psalm twenty three, that understanding that God is my shepherd, mm-hmm. uh, no matter where I'm at on this journey, and I feel like it's trying kind of transitioned into all right this journey, and then I started reading this book called um, An Invitation to Journey, mm. um, and it's beautiful, recommended by uh, Patrick Groth. Oh yeah, and uh, I started. Hey, who that, is it? Um, Bob Maholland. Okay, I think, and the first few chapters. Absolutely amazing, and it's on par with with this bread and wine. It's it sounds like it's kind of going to be on par with practicing the way. Yeah, and what I'm what I'm understanding through all this and what I'm seeing is this journey, and it's and it's not this one time bend because you know mm-hmm. that may not go mm-hmm. well, but it's this it's this process and this journey and this everyday yep. dying and this. And the more we travel to, the more we go to, we're going to eventually come to the end of ourselves. And all that we have left there is Jesus. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, one more thing I wanted to to hit on with the bread and wine thing. Yeah. That's at the beginning of this. Knock it out the park. So I, I love the very first, the very first day. Um, there, It's a poem. And I like it because it's short, and so it's easy to knock out day yeah, one. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, but it's by, um, her name's Kathleen Norris, and she she pulls out this this uh, this poem from this little boy, and it's the the poem's called "The Monster Who Who Was Sorry," and he begins this poem by admitting that he hates when his when his father yells at him. And his response in the poem is to throw his sister down the stairs and to wreck his room and to, <laughs> to finally wreck the whole town. Yeah. And the poem concludes, 
Then I sit in my messy house and I say to myself, I shouldn't have done all that. Yep. And yep. there's that honesty of like, I was, I'm still responsible for the mess that I've made. Yep. And what I love about her tie to this is she says this, she says, if the house is messy, then why not clean it up? Why not make it a place where God might wish to dwell? Yep. And so powerful. There's there's two pieces here. So as we think about discipleship and Lent and what it really means to follow Jesus, and are you lowering the bar and all these things that maybe make you feel guilty or sticky or gross or whatever? Yeah. Your house might be messy, and it's important for you to recognize that that some of the mess that's in your house, yeah, is because of you and your agency. Absolutely. And it's important to deal with that. Absolutely. But it's also important to understand that like you are not beyond the point where you can't begin to make things right That's with right. God. That's right. In the midst of your mess. That's right. So maybe you're you're sitting in a very messy house of your own mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. The good news is is that you can start cleaning up, not in the sense that you're gonna earn right. grace. Right. Grace is there for you. And even if you don't quite make it to the bathroom yet as far as like, you know, getting, getting your house all cleaned up. Yeah, come on. You start in the living room and you don't quite make it all the way to the bathroom. God's grace is enough for you to redeem you, but why not clean it up? That's beautiful. So this is a place that, that God can dwell. And I, I hope that makes sense. And I hope that clicks. Yeah, absolutely. Of, of you have responsibility for your mistakes, yeah. but you also have agency to make better choices. Absolutely. But in all of this, God's love is not dependent on your mistakes or your right choices. His love is eternal, but he wants infinitely more for you yeah. than just to sit back, relax in his love, and not try to to follow Jesus. And so that's a Man. tension. It's a hard tension to walk in, you know, and we didn't even bring up heaven and hell in the midst of all that. That's right. uh, that's another yeah. That's a bigger conversation for, for probably sure. a non-recorded time. It's just it's just <laughs> tough. It's a, a very tense because yeah, man. yeah. It's like what? Yeah, it's um, beautiful. God cleaned my empty house, or help you know help me clean it. Yeah, take this messy house, Lord. Just you know, it's, it's beautiful. Well, and and not only God cleaned this messy house, but like I can start yeah. cleaning up yeah. this messy house. And and I love that you I love that you mentioned not that we can earn it, right? But but still, there are things that we can do. I, I tell the kids all the time, like, make good choices today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and all the teachers, you hear all the teachers, is that a good choice? Yep. Make good choices. Like, there are things that, that we can do. Like, right. we have that agency. I like how you put that. Yeah. Uh, this is beautiful. Yeah. So good. And yeah, and the other thing, one more piece on the, on the cleaning up your house Get thing, it. is, like, Man, I, I'm trying to think of a way to, to to say this without like it coming across as harsh. Yeah, but I think sometimes we're so content. Mm, come on, with grace. Yeah, yeah. Come on, that we're not willing. Yep. To do the hard work of change. That's right. And that's right. And change doesn't dictate grace. Like grace is there for you. Yep. But why would you just settle? when Jesus has something more for you. Right. I mean, you look at the disciples and the way that, that yes, they were given grace. You look at Peter, yep. he was given grace. And 
how tragic would it have been if he would have been given grace and then walked right back out into the street and continued to deny Christ? Yeah, dude. Like, no, that's not what happened. Yep. He, he, he found boldness and he worked to change and he still made mistakes. Yes. We see that in the book of Acts. It wasn't like, you know, Peter absolutely was reinstated by Jesus and then all of a sudden everything was right all the time. Yeah. No, he still had to be changed and had to work, you know, and, and there's, his story changes because he was willing and open to being changed. And he wasn't settling for just the grace that he knew was secure in Christ. Yeah. He also wanted to live the life that Jesus was calling him to. Yeah. And, and I want that for myself and I want that for our listeners too, that if you're, if you feel like a bad apple, yeah, man, if you feel like you're broken, good news. Yeah. Jesus loves you and he died for you regardless of how much you get right or how much you get wrong. Yeah. But better news, Jesus has something for you here and now where you don't have to live as a train wreck. Like, and that's, that's That's great. That's wonderful. Yeah, man, that's, that's powerful. And I think about, I can't help but think about the story. A lot of people use that, you know, they use that grace to talk about the story. And there was absolute grace in the story with the, the, the Jesus with the woman Mm-hmm. Uh, who wrote in the sand when he wrote in the sand and they were trying to, you know, he's you without sin, cast the first stone. Mm-hmm. And he tells her go and sin no more. Right. Uh, and a lot of, a lot of people will, will just focus on the grace part of that. And that's, and it's great. I love that we have grace. Lord right. Knows I need grace. Sure. But uh, I'm with you. I'm with you that there's a call to transformation. There's a call to transformation. And, and I believe, and, and this, this has been used many times, I'm sure, but that, true repentance mm. is change. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. And and then do it again. Um true repentance um uh, is a one eighty instead of a three sixty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Does that yeah. make sense? Like instead of just going in a circle and saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, true repentance is a one eighty when you turn it around. And, you know, yeah. It's beautiful. So I'm gonna ask you another question. Because okay. we we're doing great on time. That's it's crazy. We're under an hour. Yeah, we're under an hour. <laughs> but I feel like there's been so much content. It there, feels like it's been much more than an yeah, hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I want I want to throw this at you. Okay, throw it. Why do you think Why do you think that we struggle as a as a, let's just go with western Christians or American Christians. Sure. Bible Belt Christians. Sure. Like church going folk. Okay. Why do you think we struggle following Jesus? And we're okay with just making it into heaven. But why 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 do you think that we are why do you think that people are so hesitant mm. to actually trust Jesus and ah oh, shoot I gave away my answer. But to follow <laughs> Jesus, uh, to follow Jesus the way that Jesus has asked them to. Well, I don't think I would have said trust uh, but I, I think it boils down to maybe, maybe there's a, maybe there's an insecurity there, mm. or maybe there's a maybe there is a giving up control problem. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, that's that's like I no, I've got to fix this. Yeah, and, and I and I speak for myself. I'll speak for myself. Yeah. I'll just answer for myself and say where I've struggled is giving up um, control and giving mm-hmm. up the fact that I can't fix me. I, I, I can do things. Yes. But in the end, Jesus is the one that transforms my life. Right. Jesus is the one that, that changes me. And, and, uh, and the other thing with that too, is that like when you get to the end, yeah, 
if you have anything redeemable or good about you at the yeah, end, yeah, you have to take your hands off all of the credit, right? And say it's only because of Jesus. All credit, like yeah, and that's that's I mean that's the other thing. That's it's, a complete. It's, it's not just it's to not just yeah exactly. It's that, not even yeah yeah. So you can clean some stuff up in your house, and yeah. at the end of it though, yep. the, the ultimate glory is not your own. It's not. It's your not. Own. Look at Cody. He's so good. Right. No, look what Jesus can do with a wreck like. Cody, right, uh, or Garrett, you know, right. We're both wrecks. Everybody's yeah. wrecked. Um, anyway. um, but but yeah, that that uh, that die daily. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's you have oh, to yeah. deny yourself in every way. Yeah, and I think that we are at a very tricky place, more so today, in denying ourselves than we've ever been before. And I'm, yeah. I, you know, I'm not saying that I know, but but I'm saying. You know, it's just there's there's so there's so much out there that makes it possible for us to do it yourself, mm-hmm. heal yourself, save yourself, um, be yourself. Yeah. Do, it, there's in, so in much. Instant. It's instant gratification. It's instant gratification. Yep. On you know, I, I mean, just just anything. It it builds you up, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's the problem. We can't build ourselves up. Yeah. Because because we have this journey that. Uh, leads to the end of ourselves that's where we should be on right and you know it's a tough one yeah it's a tough one and and that's a i mean you're you're hitting around where i'm at too i think it it comes down to we really like our freedom yeah yeah we do and we really don't like to be told what to do yeah and we want to be the shepherd when we're just a sheep yeah you know yeah 100 (laughs) percent And I think that, you know, being red-blooded Americans, we just want that freedom. Absolutely. And the idea of submitting to a king yep. is so un-American. Yeah, the American dream. Yeah, you no, know? but I mean, like, that's like, that's our country's founded on not submitting to the king. That's right. You know, and right. I'm not knocking America. Sure. I love America. Sure. I love the freedom that we have in America. Absolutely love it. But when it comes to following Jesus, following the king yeah. means you're submitting to the king. Absolutely. You're and, bowing to somebody. Yes. You know? And so, and that's hard. That is so hard. Yeah. Even to, when, even if we don't, even if we're churched and yep. even if we're, even if we're Christians, yep. we, we still find that we, we make our little kingdoms. We, we create, yep. we create Kings in our little yep. kingdoms and we, we forget that, that we are just, you know, uh, servants yeah. in a much bigger kingdom. And there is a sure. King that we have to submit to. And we, we lose that Yep, because we think we, we rule. Yeah. We want to rule. And we even, even in the way we pray. And again, I'm speaking from my own perspective, mm-hmm. like even in the way we pray, where we try to uh, spend so much time pushing God mm-hmm. into our will. Yeah. Instead of just following along in his will, mm. you know? Yeah. But yeah, no, nah, it's, it's, I think that there's the freedom thing. And I think it's a lack of trust of like really believing yeah, yeah, that, that, you know, Jesus's way is better. Sure. And sure. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a conundrum as to why <laughs> the following is so hard. But yeah. then, and then again, that's not new. No, that, I mean, not at all. Again, if you look at scripture, there are, are crowds and then there's followers. Yeah, for sure. And there's a lot of people that will come and listen to Jesus in the crowds. Very few will wow. follow him to the cross. Oof. In fact, Oof. yeah, Oof. none of them. 
None of them made it to the cross. That's a that's a social media clip. So right there. <laughs> oh, uh, that's good. Well, anyway, that's I, good. All, all that to say that our hope, my hope for myself, and my hope for you too, yeah, is that we would be better followers of Jesus mm. at the end of these forty days, yeah, than we are right now, yeah. But even at the end of these 40 days, we'd still be looking for ways that we can follow just a little more closely. Just follow a little more closely every single day, every single time. Yeah. And so that maybe by the end of this, we end up looking more like Jesus than we do like ourselves. Yeah, man. And that would be special. And I think that if we do that well, yeah, then Jesus' promise to his disciples that, that the world will know that you are my disciples by the way that you love, by the way that you you love others as I have loved you. Yep. You love one another as I have loved you. Yep. If we mimic, if we mirror the ways of Jesus, yeah. just maybe, just maybe, the world around us has a better shot at the hope that we have in Christ than if we, you know, wheel in trampolines and put on big shows. Yeah. Or even clamor for people to stay in their seats. Yeah. Don't just check the box. So, you know. Yeah. Wow. There we go. That's powerful. I love it. Got anything to add? Man, that was just, it's been good. I told you it's a hobby horse, man. (laughs) I've been, I've been. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I've been stewing on that one. So. That's good stuff, man. Hey, you know what? Tell them what they want to hear. I do. I don't remember it. <laughs> God loves us first. God, God loves, loves us best, and God, God loves us most. Boogity boogity boogity. This is the Bad Apples Podcast.